All right, welcome to the Andrew Collins Show. Dude, I turned it on. Sorry, excuse me. No, you're setting the tone, dude. I got to step up. I came in low energy. I need it, brother. I feel like we're both going to be like, yeah, dude. And then we won't talk about anything and just be like... Dude, that was that was a lot, especially during these times. You really, you guys really fucking talked about some real shit. For you know? sure, yeah. <laughs> I have an amazing guest um, from Chad and JT Go Deep on Netflix. Um, great comic, dude. Like someone from afar, you did my podcast before. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I, and it's not a slight towards you. I don't remember the conversation at all. I don't remember anything from the pandemic. Yeah. It's I, a, it's a weird thing with my brain. I don't know. Have you forgotten that point? I, yeah. I yeah. The, the pandemic changed me forever. My brain is irrevocably changed. I think for the worse. I think it made me more of a control freak because it allowed me to, I didn't, I, I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't feel competitive. I only had to allow people in I wanted to allow in. I miss it. Yeah. I mean, other than the deaths of millions of people, which... Bummer. Terrible. I'm going to come out and say it. I, I wasn't happy with that. No, I was... Sad. Dude, I was terrified. I was <laughs> yeah, too yeah, scared. Yeah, dude. I was, I was in Brooklyn. Scared. People call me out on social media all the time. They're like, when are you going to apologize for like being wrong about everything during the pandemic? And I'm like, I'm sorry. But that's never enough for them. They're like, shut up. And then you're like... Oh, these Monday morning quarterbacks. That <laughs> it's like... But it's like people did... I love that we were like, we're not going to talk about anything. We're like, COVID death, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Let's get right into it. <laughs> I know a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I um, I was in Brooklyn, and there were people in fucking trucks, body bag. Like, it was... Yeah. It was... I, and people weren't seeing it when you live in, you know... I think I was right to be as afraid as I was for, like, the first few months. But I think when it was, like, a year in, and I was still being, like, super militant, I probably could have eased up a bit yeah knowing what was known at that point but again that's my monday morning quarterbacking on myself i, I uh i know pe- i have friends who are like no dude you you were right to do that and i'm like i don't, I don't know yeah i think it's like when you wear a condom and your boys are like you fucking wear a condom you pussy and it's like dude yeah i i i like waking up and not thinking i'm gonna die because that's where my brain goes what's up nothing <laughs> I, I talked over it, and then people are going to be like, did he say it? I don't know if he said it. So <laughs> I, I, I have to wear well, – I'm, I'm in a committed relationship now, but um, – You got the herps. When I was single, I, 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 I wore condoms. Yeah, and I always told everybody. And some gals would still roll the dice, which Damn. I thought was – Yeah. That's when you know you have that good dick. When a girl's I don't a, think it's that impressive. <laughs> I think uh, they were trying to make the best out of a bad situation. They're like, his, his dick's so small. His herpes can't be that yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. You know? I <laughs> fucking do you know who gave it to you or were you just I do yeah nice girl yeah I don't Nothing. think she knew she had it yeah that's what she told me I believe her I know it's a tricky thing to not hold a grudge I think at first I'd be pissed and then eventually I'd be like well that's I got over it pretty quick and I also I'm, I'm such a sicko dude I'm a sicko bro like I was just like you know what she's gonna be really nice to me after this Ah, I got a buddy. Like if I forgive her quickly and don't punish her, I get a lot of kudos for that. That is true. You do hold fucking some good cards in that relationship. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She's like, I don't want to take out the trash. I was like, you trashed my dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
like, wow, to get that upset at me because I didn't take out the trash. I don't think I've ever gotten that upset at you about anything. And there's been some things that have happened that I can't name one specifically that I could probably get pretty upset about. But I'm not the kind of person who would do that. While you're literally taking your pants off and just being like, I don't know what it could be. Yeah. You know, there's some, is there an elephant in the room that has sores all over it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Fucking. No, I mean, look, it's, it is great. Like, I remember there was a stigma. I mean, there is still with dumb no, people sure. a stigma about it. <clears throat> I know my buddy, he, he had it and he gave it to a girl and felt like he couldn't break up with her, even though. You that know, was my thing, dude. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to give it to anyone because then I feel like I'm beholden to you for life. I really, did. but I've been lucky. I haven't given it to anyone, as far as I know. Even your your current. No, my girlfriend doesn't have it. She's okay. pregnant, and uh, that's a concern. And she did the uh, blood work, and uh, she's good. Damn, that's great. I mean, yeah, I think eventually. I don't know. I feel like if you have kids, though, you're just like, just get it. Just let me give it to you, just so we could just be on the same team. Yeah. I tell her that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, babe, don't you want to join? Like, <laughs> even your kids, dude, brave just give front. it to you. Yeah. yeah, I get to tell my son and daughter about it. You have a son and daughter coming. She, I got twins coming, fraternal. Oh, I know, bro. That is wild. It's big time, dude. It's wild. It blows my mind. Your dick's fucked up, but your cum is great, dude. It's crazy too, yeah. bro. I'm, I'm so appreciate you saying that because yeah. I'm, I'm on Propecia, <laughs> and that's supposed to uh, somewhat inhibit your swimmers. But um, yeah, I made it happen. Maybe it made him stronger, you but, know? But you know what? Because you're not bald at all. Well, because I got on it, like, right when I saw it going back. I yeah. Got on the, I've been on it for years. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, you know, the fraternal twins thing is is the gal. She drops the two eggs, so all credit to her. Okay. I did normal swimmer work. Her eggs did overtime. Oh, I, I never even thought of it that much. Gave it a goog after the whole thing went down. For some reason, I thought two sperms went in one egg, and then the egg split. Yeah, because you would think about it like that. Like, from the I'm male dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. man does all the work when, in fact, <laughs> it's the miracle of woman. Oh, man. So, twins. Are you? How long have you been with this girl before? Bro, we're only together for a year. Okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it, bro. The face you made, dude. The face. Here's my thing. I love her to death. She's, you don't have to sell I gotta it. do it. I gotta to. do it. This is as much for me as anyone. <laughs> I uh, she's my favorite person. And I don't think I was ever gonna go like the like five year route and being like, Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 not smart like that. I just yeah. kinda dive in and I do that with my life. For yeah, sure. With big choices, I'm like, you just gotta it's it's a reckless way to live and and uh and it's probably um yeah, I just uh I'm a spoiled kid too, so it's probably part of that. But I Oh, your parents like, spoiled you, you yeah, feel? Yeah, so I'm like, I'll just figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I I do that. I, I think so I I never think things through. I go I get that same and then I just fuck yeah. We're yeah. The same, bro. We really are probably pretty similar. It's it is funny when you when were you born? Eighty eight. I don't know, wait what month? January. Okay. I don't even know why I asked. I I, I thought maybe When were you born? Uh, 80. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. You were born 1980? 1980. You look so much younger. Ah, dude. Come on, man. I'm serious. Oh, uh, thank you. I mean, I've literally the last three weeks, I've been in an insane depression, which led to me exercising and running like four miles a day. That'll help. And I've like, it's changed my life running. Like literally, I'm going to train for an, a half marathon, which is such a bitch marathon. 
That's really if smart. you were gonna do a marriage. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm. I don't. I no. I don't even have a joke, dude. I just think that's fucking smart, dude. Because because also I weightlift. Yeah. But that doesn't take away. Um, Probably adds to it. Depression as much as it helps, but it just doesn't help as much as running. Because when I do CrossFit workouts, which are a little more cardio based, dude, I'm all I feel is happy feelings. You can't. You don't have enough energy to be angry. Yeah, and you're you're just so proud of yourself that you did that. Every day you can have like that self like, oh, okay, even if I don't get this or this, I have this one fucking thing you that I can control. It. And that's been my whole life. Like I've failed so many times. I literally just bought a book like failing forward. Like I'm into the self-help now, yeah, like yeah. literally as we of yesterday. At some point, dude. Bro, I just got my first book. I listened to it on tape called Unfuck Yourself. It's my first fuck in the title. You know that? You know how? Yeah, like, there's the other one, uh, How to Not Give a Fuck by Mark yeah. Manson or whatever. The subtle yeah. art of not giving a fuck. And I get, I'm dumb enough. Sucked. Did you read it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not good. Sucked. Yeah. I don't remember a thing. None of it's like, it's all basic bullshit. It's like, don't worry about other people. People who worry about other people are worried about people because of this, but they should be doing this. It, it's never actionable. I hate people like that that go yeah i'm an asshole but like that's who i am and they're never they always think they're funny too and they're never funny <sighs> they're so cocky and they're the loudest at the bar yeah i mean those are the people i would compete against a lot of times when you're out and that's why i would drink so much because that's who you're competing you have to dumb yourself enough to win the girl by being as dumb as possible well, at least in your 20s you know did you ever go through that stage of just yeah yeah i just got out of it a week ago <laughs> Because you're having sad. twins. And it was sad. I was sad to let it go. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, dude, I don't have to try to dominate every room I'm in. And I can just sit there and just be okay with myself. And if like people don't think I'm cool or interesting, that's okay. And I felt it was such a brutal... How did you get to that conclusion? No choice. Life forced <laughs> it on me. I never would have picked it. Life was just like, if you keep trying to be this other guy, you're going to be suffering all the time dude so what you have to do is accept that you are maybe you never were that guy and in reality you are this person and even if that person's not at the front of the parade that's okay oh dude that that was like chapter four of this book yeah i, I just did a self-help book i hate them but but i speak in them bro here's the thing i've always been we're comics we're cynic we're like if, romantics if, at heart but yes yeah cynics. yeah but like so when I hear self-help and I, oh, it's like, you know, like yeah, how you went off of on that dude because it was simple, but it could still be shitty. But my first instinct is to be like, nah, dude, fuck you. This is ridiculous. Don't tell me what to do. Don't, you know. Like, yeah, like a real person finds their own way. We, 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 we hack through the weeds and figure it out. I don't need you to show me your path that's been like. <laughs> but dude, why are we so. Because we could egos, have saved so egos. much time if at 22 we like could, we just couldn't take it in then. No, and I, I think the longer you last, the kind of better, I think. Like, I think if you're doing self-help at 22, yeah, yeah. like, you've got so much testosterone and craziness and fuck-ups that you need to experience that, like, I, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to be that smart then. Yeah. Like, I don't regret how stupid I was. And, and in fact, again, to... I, I kind of miss, there was a, there was a, I might be romanticizing it, but we always do yeah, when you're drinking Jaeger bombs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm at yeah. that phase. I'm yeah. nostalgic for my stupidity and it, making it sound a lot cooler than it probably was. But I, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I, there was like a, 
a reckless spirit to me that I just don't think I possess anymore. Have you ever been arrested? Yeah. Nice. See, see how much pride I said when I said yeah. I know. <laughs> but we got arrested. I guarantee I know your arrest. I, it's either uh, fighting in public, pissing in public, DUI, or fucking, or all three. It's nothing cool. It's never like first of I all, was smuggling first of all, drugs. All from- those things are cool. Um, besides the driving <laughs> drunk. Um, uh, yeah, I got. I almost got arrested for pissing in public at that golf <laughs> tournament in Phoenix. You know that big party one, the waste uh, management yeah. one. I feel like everyone. That's like. And number one rule, my friends told me, were like, don't piss in public. And then I was being stupid, pissed in public. Cops rolled up on me. And they're really hardcore there with their laws. And like, I had to get a lawyer because they, they were throwing like sex offender in there. And I was like, what the fuck? And then. Uh, was it the herpes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Could you what? imagine? Like, like, Duke's not intimidating. He scared you all. I felt like a weapon. And then. Because uh, my dick looks homeless? Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is, yeah. dude? Because uh, my dick doesn't have a fucking indoor fucking jacuzzi. Yeah, it was a it was a wealth thing. Yeah, then, yeah, for sure. And then I did get arrested for fighting in public. Yeah, dude, I called it. Mm-hmm. What was the fight about? Um, I was uh, at Park City, and I was <laughs> hitting on this older lady who I had no chance. I was a virgin at the time. I had no chance with her. And then another young dude started hitting on her, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm talking to her. And then he's like, well, I'm talking to her now. And then me and him walked across the street, started fighting. Someone tackled me. I thought it was his friend. I started wrestling. The guy was a cop. The cop like manhandled me. Drove us back. They drove us, me and the guy in separate cars. They drove us back. <laughs> and when we got to the police station, the cops were like, we're going to have them fight in the same cell. Like they were kind of being dicks. Oh, and shit. Then, uh, like chicken fight. Yeah. Then, but they were, I don't think they were really going to make us do it. But like right when I get out of the car, the other guy's like yelling at me. He's like, you fucking pussy, you fucking bitch. And then I was like, I've always been good about this after I do something stupid. I was like. I was like, hey, dude, I'm sorry. And then he was like, it's all good. And we made up and we were fine. And, I'm really and that's your that. best man at your wedding. Dude, around, I still dude. talk to him every day. Dude. <laughs> that's my fucking brother, dude. Guys no, are never, so fucking I never dumb, talked dude. to him again. But Did he, you go? Did, did you get fucking... You didn't get I like d- put in the, or- on the orange suit or anything? No, they just held me there for like six hours in an uncomfortable room. And actually at that time, this is what I missed too. It's like now I take like medication at night to sleep that's for like anxiety or like maybe bipolar it's all fluid but like at that time when they were arresting me my friends were like dude we'll wait for you and i was like no i'll be fine don't even sweat it bros i'm all good i had no stress and i was in like the prison cell and i was like kind of laughing about the whole thing uh probably from living a consequence-free life but now if i got arrested dude I'd be sobbing in the car and I'd be like, you have to get my medicine. Like, if you don't get my medicine, I won't be able to sleep tonight and I'll have a panic attack. And like, if there's no windows, I'll get claustrophobic. And like, I can't be in that cell. I can't be in that cell. And that, that's probably what I miss is that like, I was just. I agree. I know exactly what you're talking because I got arrested a couple times as well. Same kind of shit, fighting in public stuff. And um, I was hammered. And when I was in jail, I was like, this is a fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, it felt like a, a rite of passage. But me. a couple hours, when you start silvering up, it, you start to get sad. I got stressed. I yeah. got stressed. And then when they when they were like, look, if you get arrested again, like then you're... And I was genuinely terrified that I would not be able to stop myself from getting arrested. That I would do something stupid and like cause real damage to my life. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but the, they didn't even charge me for the fight thing. I ended up getting in trouble for having a fake ID. That was the big, the big ticket item on the, the whatever they charged me with. That's Park City, bro. Total. Did Park you go City, skiing? Did you, did you board the next day, dude? So I left this detail out because it was gonna make it sound even douchier. But uh, I was not there to ski. I was actually there to watch movies. When me and my friends were in college, 
we would caravan out to the Sundance Film <laughs> Festival. None of us were in the industry, and it was kind of our spring break. We'd just uh, wait in line for movies for like a couple hours. It's like when guys go to spring break in Florida for fo- for baseball. Yeah. For like film buffs. or. Whatever. But I was like the only film buff. It was just like my friends were really always down to do anything, and like they were they were cool guys. They were just like curious, and they were like, Wait, so like the art house movies come? I don't think they use the phrase art house, but like they're like the movies come out for. I'm like, dude, we can see them first. Damn. And these are like unique films. And my friends were like, "I sound sick. Let's go." <laughs> but then, of course, on the last night, we're like, "Let's get fucking loaded and fight somebody." Yeah, because you feel like such a fucking dweeb going to something like that, and yeah. you're not even part of it, just to see Natalie Portman like smile once. Yeah, in some like Danish movie. You know what it you're was? Like, I'm gonna fight though and show the fucking that I'm a real man, dude. It was really that I didn't feel accepted by the intelligentsia there. Like they didn't think I was one of them. They didn't mm-hmm. think I was an art house fuck. And then so I was like, all right, if you won't accept me at what I think is my best, well, how about you take these hands at their worst, bro? And I just started swinging on film critics and stuff. That reminds me of like uh, like Matt Damon and uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting when they, when he has the long hair fucking bitch in the bar, bro. That was what it was like. Actually, the guy I fought was like a total. Uh, he was me. He was just some other <laughs> young douche who probably. It was mad at the same thing. Or like lived yeah. nearby and knew there would be like a lot of girls in town. So like would always probably cruise to the festival to try and, uh, you know, make a connection. Dude. I mean, I watched your show on Netflix. Oh, the, thank you, man. It was so fucking good in a time where everything's like to be a comedian nowadays. Everything has to be like fucking edgy mm-hmm. or you're trolling or and I mean, you guys actually do, you troll in the most fun way, but like, there's just like, there was an air of like, um, obviously like, uh, Borat comes to mind, like Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it's like 19 minutes long, the episodes, episodes were quick, but your guys word economy is so great. And oh, like, thank you. it's obviously a choice and it, and it's, and I, I, I don't know. I fucking loved it. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. There's just, there, it was so fresh. It's like a fresh thing that you don't get often in the comedy world or in the world in general, which is needed, you know? I, I think that a lot of that too is a uh, Chad, my partner, and our showrunner, Dan. Like, uh, the length of the episodes was really Dan. He's like a ruthless editor and was like, look, and he, he's a British guy. He's like, it needs to be fun. It needs to be quick. And I, you know, I was so, uh, like I, I ended up agreeing with him, but I, I probably put up a little fight where I was like, no, like let that scene be like nine minutes. And he was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And I was like, okay, good call. And then, uh, I think, uh, it's like, no, there's small dongs, dude. You yeah, have like, to let it sit, should, dude. I was like, it should be two hours, man. Like this is my good fellas. And it'll uh, be at park city in fucking two years, dude. I'm like, you you're know. amputating all the raw emotion, <laughs> but yeah, I think we, we we really were focused on even more so than like laughs per minute because I do think it's a bit scattershot with the like that at moments. But like I think the thing we were most focused on was making sure it was like a good time and and making sure everybody was like smiling. And at the end of every episode, we wanted everyone to be eager to jump into the next one. That's how it felt. It felt like uh, like if you broke up a movie, you know, into yeah. six different parts and. It, it was, I don't know. It's like one of those things where like I, I know even with myself, I constantly question like what kind of comedian I want to be. I do that a lot too, yeah. How do I want to be respected and like all this shit. And then it's like, no, just do what comes natural to you and what you enjoy the most. And you'll find fulfillment in that. 
And I don't know, I just see it in you guys, and maybe, I mean, even on that side, you have struggles of being like, well, I want to be this kind of comedian. I, I struggle with it a lot. Yeah. yeah. More so with my stand-up, where, because, like, the guys I grew up... Uh, it's fine. Yeah. I, I always do this, and I just have to... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys I grew up, like, loving, like, Louie and Bill Burr, were like, you know, they make, like, great points and stuff. And, like, even though they play dumb guys, they're obviously very smart and profound, and I was like... So it's very much, like, what I'm chasing... But I do think in the, the prank stuff gave me a little bit of reprieve from that, where I was like, oh, dude, I'm just being the dumbest version of myself, and it's, like, the most good-hearted version of myself. Yeah. It's it's nice that way. It really did kind of... I don't know. I just... Yeah, I've just been around some... Like, especially coming up in New York, where it's just, like, everything's just, like, ego-driven so hard. Yeah, it's a little more pretentious out there. People take themselves... Dude, you know what's funny? Like, uh, I'm doing a, a YouTube series right now that I haven't put out yet where I'm interviewing, like, academics and professors and stuff and just being an idiot when I talk to them. I talked to a bunch of guys in L.A. All were, like, super easygoing. All uh, the academics. All the academics. Yeah. Like, neuroscientists, philosophers. I'd be, like, asking them dumb questions, like, you know, uh, just throwing 69 or 420. I'd be like, all right, if me and my bros are in a paradox where we all get ripped on bongs. And, like, they'd just laugh. And then I went to New York and interviewed a couple guys. Dude stiffs yeah did not like it took themselves very seriously there's something in the water over there well people i mean you live in a little box you don't have enough money to pay for your apartment like you're an intellectual when you see some fucking dumb finance guy make a hundred times more than you and fuck your wife on top of your head you're gonna be upset that would suck yeah especially while you're doing like theories and shit and you're like dude i just solved fucking climate change and she's like yeah but he fucking has a bugatti yeah he just created a Nice little tropical storm in my veg. <laughs> She's like, I could fix that by fucking me. I'll dry it right up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you in, brah, brah. Oh, dude, yeah, I, that's such a good idea. I literally have, I feel like you guys do a lot of the ideas that I say I want to do, and I never get, I never fulfill that shit, you know? I need another person to be like, let's just fucking go and do it. Like, you guys go down to the pier, and you just interview people, and that yeah. just takes a whole level of, like, I don't think people realize how hard it is just to do that, you know? Like, I mean, you, you sweat a little bit because you're chasing it all day. But, dude, stand-up's harder, I think. Yeah. Stand, but, but you know what? It's the, it, I, I get what you mean, though, where, like, stand-up's the devil you know. And then, like, doing this would be, like, a new thing. And that's yeah. always a little scary. And that's why it is nice to have a partner. And we're, like, in a good way, we're competitive with each other. We're, like, if I come up with an idea to do in a week, I know he's going to come back with, like, two ideas that he wants to do where like, we're both kind of being like, no, no, I'm like, I'm pushing this thing. I'm pushing this thing. And it is good to have someone that is locked in with you like that. It's a, it's a great partnership you guys have. Cause you can see that there's friendship outside of whatever the fuck it, the show is or whatever. Yeah. yeah like, I love it, him to death. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I love him so much. And you know, what's funny is like, sometimes we'll get sick of each other. And then if we spend like three days apart, just come and be like, and we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I was like, what up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and then and he's, he's like, like, he's like, oh, what up? And then we're just like, oh, dude, yeah. And then like, we don't even talk that much, but it's just like, I, I we're kind of like, uh, I love a bro conversation. You call an old friend, and you're just yeah. like, hey, man. So what's why did you call? I mean, really, I just want to hear your voice. You know, dude, like me I'm and my buddy sad. Maurice yeah. will sit on the phone silently. <laughs> we'll sit on the phone silently, and then I'll thank him at the end. I go, dude, hey, I really needed that, man. Oh, dude. It's so true. I call like I have one like best friend from back in the day who I, ne I haven't seen in years, but we'll call and after I talk to him, like any 
stress I have in my shit, I'm like, oh no, this is like reality. I, like I, it brings me into like feeling of like my small town where I'm from and just that feeling of home. Yeah. That makes me able to deal it's with the, all the other shit. Yeah. Cause know? it's, it's, we, we're neurotic too. We'll spin out. I, I have, <sighs> I have friends like that who just ground you instantly and you just don't care. Like they're just like, Oh dude, they don't care at all. Like they're psyched for you if stuff's going well, <laughs> but they're really just like, I don't know. They're like enlightened in a way where they just don't have that. Like, like that, they're not chasing it the way oh, like uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. The not chasing those. I'm like, and for a while I was like, how can you not chase? No, dude? it would make me anxious sometimes. And then, I, and yeah. then now, now that I'm like getting older or whatever, you know, born in 80, I fucking, I just feel, I don't know. I'm like, I'm having a lot of issues now with like not wanting to chase while like needing to. Dude, it's just a constant struggle I've been having where I'm just like, maybe I just want to work at my buddy's air conditioning company and just be, you know, the fifth man, just like go up. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, you're a funny guy, though, man. I think, I think the, 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 I know, I don't know what to call it, but I'm not trying to play like, oh, poor me. No, I just, I'm having a genuine conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and dude, I have those same thoughts, man. I just feel like, I have those thoughts too. Like anytime I fly somewhere else or I'm like driving through another town, I'm like, I could just stay here. Dude. <laughs> I could just stay here. And then I'll start an open mic here, dude. Yeah. But then I know no, like, no, in a yeah. week, like, or two weeks or whatever the time is, I, that thing would come. Cause I do think I chose to feel this way to an extent, you know, like I wanted this. Yeah. I wanted to feel that I didn't, I guess when I used to listen to like older comics talk about it, I'd be like, they're being a little dramatic. And then, and now it's happening to me, and I'm like, oh, they were right. But I, I had the information. They told me this is what would happen, and I was like, I'll find out for myself. That seems to be an ongoing thing with you. I mean, I think you're going to figure it out with twins, too. Oh, my God, I can't wait for you. Fucking three months in, you're going to have fucking fake tits on. They're going to be, like, sucking the milk out of your tits. That sounds nice, man. That I'm does sound nice. I'm, I'm excited to be a dad. I'm really pumped on it. Are you worried that it's going to, like... I don't know, change your life completely where you won't be able to work as hard or no, I think I'll work harder. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll cut down on other stuff. I think I'll, I think the thing I'm sad about is I think I'll probably socialize with my bros a little bit less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's me being 100% sincere, but I think, uh, I, I, you know, and, and I, I don't know what it's like when they're actually around. So I don't want to be like, cause I'm sure the twins, I'm sure there's parents listening who are like, this guy's got no fucking clue. And, and they're right. But <laughs> I, I think it's actually focused me a lot more. And mm-hmm. also there was, I don't know if you have this, but like sometimes when I would have like an opportunity, I wouldn't want to go for it too hard because I'd want to maintain some like level of like, uh, like, like I'm unaffected and I'm cool and like, I don't <sighs> care. And then now, like now I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll sell this even if I sound corny, like I'm just going to go for it. Cause I, I, I want these kids to have like a, a fucking beast of a dad who gets it done. And I'm like, so I'm going to just fucking, I'm going to be a shill and just be like, but in a good way, like a, a grown up way. I think I feel like that's like when Ernest goes to camp, like exactly. on the eighth one, he's like, no, nah, I'm just doing it for my seven children. I'm going <laughs> to look, I want to be an artist, but fucking I'll go to camp again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. It is funny to be like, you're like, Oh no, nah, dude, I was going to fucking write the next good fellas, but instead I'm going to, 
no, but, but no, I get what you're saying. No, I, I yeah, think, like you, I don't think my you don't, taste yeah, will get yeah. worse as good as it is. Or you'll like, sell yourself even more of what you like in your this stuff. I yeah, do believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was reading that. Did you ever read that art of another self help book? Art of fucking it's, war. It's funny. I trashed. I trashed self help books. <laughs> yeah, dude. I trashed self help books. I read all of them. No, it's the. Uh, it's not the art of war. How story, to read a self help book? It's a. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what the, it takes to the, fucking the war of art. Did you read that no, one? The no. Stephen Pressfield book? Mm-mm. He had a good line in there where he's like, show me a guy who like won't write a... He's a screenwriter. He's like, show me a guy who won't write a screenplay for a paycheck and I'll show you a uh, screenwriter I can crack like a peanut or something like that. Uh, so I do think there's something about being like a pro. You know what I mean? I know. I think once you become a pro though, sometimes I like I see people that are pros and everything and then they become robots. They're soulless. And they're, and you look in their eyes and they're just dead. I'll, I've seen that all I'll the time. I'll never be soulless, dude. Yeah. I got you. You'll never be soulless. We got too I much tr- soul. I try not look to. At, look at our eyes. I know. Right I do feel, feel like that? we both have very kind. I feel like we could be cousins, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Look similar. Yeah. We are, yeah. we do. I do look like your older brother, right? Yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> people, we should switch seats in the second half and see people Play fucking notice. Dude. Switch outfits too. Um, yeah, dude. I uh, no, I do think. Yeah, I think a lot of people they they do a lot and they become a fucking expert. And once you become an expert, you just kind of you become like chatty. Oh well, you know what? Let me just stop and then we'll wait. On that chat GPT. So anyways, but yeah, I was saying that they, they end up looking like chat GPT. Like they turn into AI eventually. Like when you become an expert at something where it just becomes a business and you're just like, yeah, I think some of that's probably inevitable. I, I, I think the thing I want to, sometimes I can get over my skis and think I know everything a lot and people remind me that I'm pretty dumb. So I just want to always remember that I'm really dumb. And if I can hold on to that and kind of gain some expertise along the way, then I'll feel like I'm a, you know, I'm double fist and samurai swords. It's dude. All I hear is when people are like, everyone's so opinionated now. And then you hear from like really smart people and like, I don't know anything. It's mm-hmm. like the smartest thing someone I feel like can say. And I don't know. You just, I wish people started from there. No one starts from there anymore. Well, oh, I don't know anything. Because we're podcasting. Like no one. We. I've got like ten good opinions a year. I shouldn't be on camera this much. <laughs> no one should. I'll read reviews of podcasts. They're like it's stale now. Like it used to be really good. I'm like maybe you've just listened to this guy talk for a hundred hours, and he doesn't have. Look, when he, your twins are here, you're gonna come up with five more things. I feel like I'm fired up for the material. I'm gonna look at those little fucks and be like, you have a boy material. and a girl. Boy and a girl. Do you know which one comes out first, or is that always game time? Um, well, I hope the boy's a gentleman and, and lets know, her <laughs> opens the door for her, lets her out first. I have, and I, I hope I she says thank really you when she pops out. Ugly I, I thought. Like, I like when the what was the ugly thought? I don't know. I just just they're naked and they're just so close to each other. It's just weird. What if they touch? Yeah, I don't know. What's the big deal? I, there, there isn't. I just had a. I, it's Why'd just you a, make it. I like don't that? know. I don't. I, Why'd you I, make I, it I like that? Would never. Dude, I'll I'm tell not, you this. I'm not trying. To, I, it wasn't a creepy thought. It was just like you, you don't. I don't get that vibe from you at all. Yeah. And can I tell you something? I, I don't. I don't have that. I'm not attracted to uh, to creeps to 13 year old girls. <laughs> no, I'm not even. And just, I'm fired up on it, dude. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying that you're. You know, they're in there just. I don't know, just doing stuff. And you know, they're, they're separated by uh, 
Like a wall? There's like, there's like a wall in there. Yeah. Oh. Or like a, they have their own sacks. I didn't know that. that. I thought they were just free falling in there. So I guess identical twins will sometimes have separate sacks, but sometimes have the same sack. So a good indicator that they were fraternal, so they won't look exactly the same, is that they had their own sacks. Oh. And so when you look on the ultrasound, it looks like a nice beefy wall between them. Oh, shit. So yeah. your wife knows or your girlfriend knows when who's kicking, I guess? Um, I think they move around a little bit. So I think the sacks might be <laughs> floating a bit, but um, she'll call it sometimes. She'll be like, oh, the boy's kicking. Oh, the girl's kicking. But I don't know if she knows 100. Man, that's so... Just one child inside a human, but two... Bro. We're, we're such fucking animals. We are animals, you know? I'm watching her go through it, dude. Like, her... Is she going to grow two more nipples, you think? No. Like no. a like a pit bull? You know, a pit bull has like them big-ass nips. Love her. I'd love her if she did. She yeah, hell yeah. To gently stroke. Um, she, uh, no, still two nipples, but yeah, she got a belly. I think it looks really sexy. I think she hell looks yeah. really pretty with the, the babies growing in her. I know it's tough for her. Like, she's like being invaded and resource sucked by these two uh, new entities. But uh, from from my nice detached viewpoint, I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah, man. It's art. Yeah. And I kind of wish guys could get pregnant. I kind of wish we could. I don't know if we could handle it. We, we, you know, we have a cold. We're such, guys are such bitches. I'd mentally be a bitch. Yeah. But I actually think I'd still work out pretty good and stuff. But I would be horrendous to be around. Like, I'd be so moody. I'd be so bitchy. I'd cry all the time. But I think I'd still be hitting power cleans. I do think, yeah, every once in a while, a guy should get pregnant just so we know. And we should have periods. Yeah. I think we should bleed out our dicks like once every six months just so we could feel what yeah, they have to that go. that grosses me out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Can think... we bleed out our asses? Is that okay? Well, that's where our babies would come out of. It would probably help. Right, maybe. right, right. I guess the baby would have to come out of our asshole, which... No, it's not coming out of my dick hole, dude. No, that would be... <laughs> have I'm just picturing if I was pregnant. Like, the only thing I like about being pregnant is, like... Then I have... I like how you said that, like, you... <laughs> that when I was. <laughs> like, you've experienced it. What did you like about being pregnant? I'll tell you. Yeah, please. I... I <laughs> it just... I, I don't know. I think it'll just, I just like the idea of being able to, to have an, a great excuse to not do something. That's awesome. Granted, the excuse is valid, but it's nice to have a great excuse. Dude, I've been using it. Already, I'm sure. Yeah. You're like, my wife is. I got, I got to get home to the lady, man. I'm sorry, guys. Pow, pow. I'm out of there. No one's second. Oh, dude, right away. Yeah, go, man. Go. Yeah, tell her, tell her we hope she feels well. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just fucking go to another bro's house. Fucking just cruise over to some other bro's house, get the second half of the Bengals game in, and just <laughs> chill, dude. Just spread it around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, all my friends, oh, my old lady. My old lady's calling me. Oh, yeah, the lady's calling me. Yeah. None of the girls are calling. No it's one's just, calling, dude. Yeah, I have a buddy who will be like, he'll be like, I'll be like, oh, let's go see this movie. He's like, oh, dude, my girlfriend man she says we gotta go see it together and he's like but dog you know i want to see it with you you know and i want to be like i know your girlfriend she's not putting yeah I, maybe it's different behind closed doors i get that but I, i'm pretty confident she's totally fine with you if anything she's like trying yeah she's to like get go you spend to go. time yeah. with your girlfriend and then i know he just like and, but i don't even think he's lying to me i think he just wants to believe in his like heart that he'd rather be with us than her but the truth is he'd rather be with her Oh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I have a girlfriend and I feel like there are times where I 
I feel like I can't go to the movie, you know? With and the we're, boys? Yeah, with the boys. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how to. And I'm like, I, I never, I don't like arguing. So I'll just be like, all right. No, no, yeah, it I doesn't guess. work. Yeah. yeah, no, arguing's not good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really deal with it you that much here because I don't have that many boys here because I'm like kind of new to the city. town. Yeah, but once I get boys. Dude, I'm down to go see a movie. If you want to see Air, I'm going to, because I know you didn't see it today and you know I love it, but I, I told my girlfriend who I saw it with and I wanted to see it with her, but I told her I'm going to see it five more times. I'm going to go on a date with a guy for the next five times I for see Free championship? A different guy. Yeah, for all six. Of, dude, I didn't even think about that, but that's what I meant. For Hell all six yeah. of Jordan's brains. Dude, he had so many. Dude, I, Jordan changed everything. Michael Jordan. It'll never be the same. He changed, he made every guy that has like endorsement deals now has to thank Michael Jordan. And he's, I don't think anyone's ever been as good at their job as Michael Jordan was at his job. He I mean, was I so good. I can't imagine playing on the same team of his. I would be a nervous wreck. Steve Kerr's got a good quote where he says he was comparing him and Duncan, and he said, "You played for Michael Jordan. You played with Tim Duncan." Like I think, I think yeah. when he played with Jordan, it was like it was a boss employee kind of dynamic. But if all those guys would be like, "Yeah, it sucked," and he was mean, but he fucking won. I know. I just. I don't even. Yeah. But you can I, still win with Timmy. You can still get uh, how many? Did he win f- five. Timmy. Tim Duncan. Oh, Tim Duncan. They yeah. Call him Timmy. Like yeah, Timmy. Yeah. Sports reporter. I mean, my favorite team ever. I'm from Florida with Shaq and Penny for those years. That Magic team. Oh, was like, it was yeah. Horace Grant, Nick Anderson, and, and yeah. Who was the fifth guy? On the, I only. Everyone always knows the four. I don't know who was the fifth guy on the. That's a long ass team, dude. All those guys are long. Oh, just like, like oh yeah. I mean, like verticality. Shaq was. The most fun thing, watching him play in his early 20s was the most wild. And Penny, before he got hurt, was the next Jordan. But I don't know. I, it just becomes like Bill Simmons' podcast. I was just listening on the way here. I don't mind doing that. Uh, I, I think the thing, too, that people might not know is how cut Shaq was when he was on those Magic team. Like, he wasn't... Even when he was on the Lakers team when they won their 3P, he had, like, more beef on him. He's still so athletic, but... He he was like, I don't know the number, but he looked like 8% body fat when he was on those Magic team. And he was fucking huge. Yeah, Kobe would always get mad at him because he just didn't practice hard enough. But yeah. it's like, well, what are you going to say to fucking Shaquille O'Neal? You yeah, know? he's doing pretty good when he's out. Dude, people forget. Like, because I grew up in Southern California, and when I was a like a 13-year-old, that was when Lakers were first started their three-peat. And people now retroactively be like oh kobe was always the best player on that team it was like no when shaq was there it was shaq's team like shaq was definitely the alpha dog and kobe was like the best second best guy ever i mean kobe was so young yeah he was a kid he was like 23 or something i still remember when kobe got in the game when he was 17 and he shot like an air ball and everyone's like he's not that good and then he's like but the balls to do that yeah because <laughs> i won't even shoot at a pickup i mean i haven't played pickup in a while but i won't even shoot at the park and then guys will pick up on it and they'll start sagging off. Me. Oh my God. They'll there's nothing worse. They'll be like, he won't shoot. He's scared. He's scared. And then I have to just like, and then I'm, you know, all in my head and I'll throw up a fucking three there, foot air ball. There's, you, I never shoot worse than when someone doesn't guard me. It's crazy. And the, did you see Caitlin Clark do that to yeah. who like South Carolina? That I, whole shit really blew up recently. Oh I yeah. Mean, with the Reese girl. I, look, I, I think that, you could talk all the shit you want. I don't give a fuck about any of it, to be honest. But 
it was a different thing. Like it, but I don't care what the other thing was either. But I, I, I totally agree with you. Her thing was different than what Caitlin Clark did. But what, but what it's Reese the same did, behavior. But what Reese did isn't a big deal either. No, it's it's worse than what Caitlin Clark did because she was after the game and she followed her, so it was like a little more targeted. Yeah, those are different levels of annoyance, but they're just annoyances. They're not worth like hand wringing over. Like she talked shit after the game and was fired up that she beat her. And did she hate her for all the right reasons? No, but like, who cares? It's sports. You also, Kaylin Clark had no problem with it when she was asked. Anytime, yeah, because yeah, she's she, a like, fucking soldier. She doesn't she, give a shit. She don't give yeah. a fuck. She's so good. And like UFC fighters will like kill each other, and then they'll stand over the other guy's body, and. You did it with the guy in Park City. Yeah. You, yeah. I did. I, uh, yeah. I had him on the ground and I screamed in his face. Yeah. I. You're that fucking, was annoying. Yeah. You're Caitlin Clark, dude. I think I'm Reese. You might be Reese, actually. You might be Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, it is hard. It's I mean, I, there is something about, um, you know, people want to bring the race stuff into it. And, yeah. I'm like, okay. And it's just like... Well, I feel like even if you're defending it th- through race, then it's still kind of. Ra- I, it's where are you taking me right now, dude? I don't want to go there. Yeah, what we we did such a good job. Remember when your fucking there. two kids are naked, <laughs> and then you told me that there's a wall. I I got in. I was just like, that's why I just wanted to treat the whole thing. I'm like, look, they're athletes. They're fired. That's up. what I was yeah, going shit with. Happened. I was still. I was just adding yeah. to the reason of. Well, yeah, come yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> Where do you stand on race? I think it's there, man. Yeah. I think no, it's there. I don't see it. I read man. a couple books, dude. I try to be a good guy, but I got my moments. The art of not being fucking racist. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this book that I, the Unfuck Yourself book, I listened to it on tape. The problem is you listen on tape, I'll knock it out in a day. And so I'll retain literally nothing. I don't I don't know how I did audiobook too. I'm trying to think if I have better retention with the audiobook or with uh, uh, reading it. You know, it's a uh, dude. It depends on the subject because, like, all once in a while, try to read like a uh, like I don't know, like a book on like economics, and I'll read it over like eight months, and the stickiness is zero. It all just like I could tell you what it was about that day. I read mm-hmm. that page. I could be like, "This thing's interesting." If you ask me three weeks later. Gone. gone gone for no one we just have too much information coming at us but if you but if you tell me to read like a book about the lakers from like that shaq kobe thing like the there there i read one of those like three ring circus or something i can i remember that whole book because i care about it i care about that shit oh yeah i've read some sports documentary or sports sports books like uh the mets one from the 86 mets yeah that was a crazy team right the, like the cowboys and... the 94 cowboys i read that one that's jeff perlman too yeah, yeah those that... boys what's that one called uh fuck is it I boys f- in the title i don't know michael irvin in that book michael irvin and then the defensive end in that book charles haley charles haley put his dick, his dick on everyone dick yeah, yeah yeah but Can then you- <laughs> dude my favorite story from that is they're the best charles dude. haley's being a maniac he's like punching people but he used to play on the niners and they go get ronnie lott and ronnie L- and charles haley's like hitting people and like swinging his cock around and doing all this crazy shit and they're like ronnie calm down and ronnie just walks in and he goes Charles and Charles looks at Ronnie Lott and just starts crying. Oh man! The respect he had for Ronnie Lott—that's what he wanted all along, maybe just for someone to notice that he's in pain. Ronnie saw it. 
Yeah. Ronnie's a, Ronnie's a I have plenty of friends that would throw their dick around. He just needed a hug. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> You want to hug it out, dude? Yeah, you can get a hug. All right, take your dick out first, though, dude. <laughs> dude, oh, man. Yeah, you guys streak a lot in your show. Yeah. I got suspended in high school for streaking. I've always had a lot of... Uh, I've never seen a streaker with a little dick, but I guess it's possible. Well, I was doing it to inspire people. Like, genuinely. I was like, you shouldn't have shame over this stuff. Like, we all, you know, are just... This is our body. You should love it. I guess the problem was I always had a buddy that would streak and he had a fucking hammer. hammer. Yeah. So I'm going to run with him, you know? like I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. Because I think there's something courageous in that act. And I think there's something sexy about that. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, women love when a guy will say he has a little dick. I, think, like I really do. I think it is a confident thing. Yeah, own it. Yeah. And all, most dicks are... My dick's I've medium. Seen a lot of dicks. I'd say. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with my dick. Yeah. I, uh, you know what it was? I just was never hard until I was like until I took Viagra or like. Hey, bro, same. Yeah, I didn't realize I was fucking walking around with half of. I, I'm good. I can get a nice hard one if I, ha- I have a nice connection with the person. But when I'm single, I'm slamming Viagra and Cialis because I'm kind of performing too. I just want to knock it out of the park and really send them home with rave reviews. It's funny that like you stopped doing that once. Someone has, becomes the mother of your kids. You're yeah. like, you don't need. Uh, I don't no, need I, them I love her. It, no, no, it pops, no, no, it pops up every time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Really, yeah. Damn. But uh, I yeah. uh, but I've taken, dude. When I was in my twenties, I took, like, I had a therapist, and she's like, "You're gonna die from like the amount of Viagra and Cialis <laughs> I was doing." She's like, "You're gonna die." I just pictured a Scarface scene, but it's just fucking blue chews with you. <laughs> And you're just like, say hello to my little friend. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. mean for that. No, I know it. we walked Damn in. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, that, what? Um, I'd snort it. Yeah. You would snort no, it? No, uh, no. You don't need to. I just inject it straight to my cock. Some people do that. That's what porn guys do. They, they do a syringe into the dick. Holy shit. But I heard it'll mangle your dong after a while. Oh, poor dicks. Yeah. That's a tough job. I'm fucking, you just gotta. I don't know. I, uh. Yeah, the streaking. That guy had yeah had a hog. Fucking, it is funny the guys that would always show their cock. I used to shower with my boxers on in high school. Went during after practice, and I'd get made fun of a ton for that. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, they're not very because they, they once you show shame, they yeah. own you. I know. But by yeah. senior year, you were good. No, you wore no. boxers. Throughout, I was wet, yeah, wet boxers until I was done. Did you play sports in high school? I played senior year. I played football. I I was I'm a bad athlete. I, yeah, I, if I could have done something, I probably could have wrestled, but I didn't have the toughness for that. Um, but no. what made you go out senior year, like Lucas style? So my first high school was like a good football school, and like if I would have played, I would have got yeah like crunched yeah and then i got kicked out and i went to a smaller high school where it was like lower division football so it was like that's what i I did i I could hang and then uh and i was still pretty bad but i started like one game against the university what was the name of the school uh riverside school for the deaf and (laughs) they fucking housed us it was the only game i started they beat us like 50 to 6 that's not even an exaggeration and they had to forfeit their victory at the end of the season because they weren't all deaf. That's what everyone says, but no, it was they had uh, deaf guys who were like twenty on the team, mm. so they had like three like more adult 
deaf men on the team beating the hell out of us. Yeah. It's hard to call out someone with a handicap for messing up because... Yeah, uh, it's like talking shit to a guy in a wheelchair and being like, you know what I mean? Like they were mean. They they weren't like mean, like doing like, but they were the most physical team we played. They really manhandled us, and they were good. They were like fast and tough, and like uh, they ran like a triple option and just buried us. Or they had like wingbacks or some crazy, you know, like run heavy shit. And I was just getting. It's kind of great Pancaked. when they're when they're all deaf. You know, sometimes there'll be like one deaf guy on the team, and like he will be treated as a deaf guy. But if they're all deaf, they're all flowing in this. They were flow state. Yeah, I think they ended up. They might have made a movie about them, and they've won like a lot of uh, championships and stuff. They were legit good, but they they cheated. They had to forfeit their dub. That happened to us too. My uh, my sophomore year, we went to. Uh, like final eight in the state and the team that we played, we found out they had guys that were like 20. Yeah, How does that happen? That's what I was just about to say. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Also, if you're 20, like, like what is happening? Are you going to class or are you just coming? That's what I was just, just wondering. Do you like go to your like electrician apprentice job and then you're like, all right, boss, <laughs> you know, it's three to six. I got practice. And he's like, yeah, go beat the shit out of those 15 year olds. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, if there's, like, a freshman or a sophomore starting on varsity, you start to get into some, like, uh, like weird territory of where, like, okay, this is a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old. Is this a crime? Oh, shit. Like, if a 20-year-old safety just lights up a 15-year-old safety over the middle. Or a, a receiver that, over the middle. Or a receiver, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Is that, like, a, can we put him in cuffs? Yeah, I just, I guess it depends. I yeah, I I don't know. Maybe a twenty year old is like, yeah, but I went through puberty late. Yeah. So the, really, <laughs> show him the puberty chart. I went through yeah. puberty late, so I get it. Same, same, real late. I was looking for pubes in my backyard. My parents were so worried about me. They took me to a doctor to get my balls measured to see where I was in like my puberty development. I don't know. So if your balls don't, they fall, have they have like a necklace with like different sized. Uh, like literally like nuts, not yeah. like ball nuts, but like nuts, like the food nuts. And then uh, they look like that at least. And they're different <laughs> colors. And mine, mine were like, okay. And then they were like, yo, she, she's fine. She's just two years behind the puberty train. They called it the train. <laughs> How small were you? Little. I was five foot when I was a freshman. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Same. It, it it definitely does something. Because now we're like kind of average, you yeah. know? We're, I don't know. I'm like five nine. But when you're that small, it fucks with you. Like, you get made fun of a lot. You're like, I don't know, the girls are all a head taller. It was a little rough in junior high. But, dude, honestly, I feel like people talk about height more now, like in this social media moment. Then it once I got to be, like, 16, it really didn't bug me. I was mm – -hmm. but I would get in trouble a lot for being a big personality. And they'd be like uh, – they'd be like, oh, you have, like, a Napoleon thing or you're overcompensating. And I was like – Maybe I, I could, I, I'm not, I, it was a level of awareness that I didn't have, but it kind of sucks too, because if you're small and you're confident, people are like, yeah, Napoleon comments. It's like, no, I'm just like, yeah, I just, have I'm good, not, I got a personality. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this I feel bad for Napoleon. I'm like he, the guy accomplished, you know, not accomplished, but you know, he was a, well, he was five, seven too. Really? He wasn't even short for that eight or for that, time. for that era. No, yeah. that's like, he's probably an inch or two above. Yeah, the everyone average. thinks he was way, way shorter. Yeah, they really hose this guy with the legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a way to like be like Saddam Hussein was actually only five two. Man, they're like, oh fuck. They always find something where they're like, yeah, like, um, I mean, this guy's the biggest piece of shit. 
but like uh, Harvey Weinstein, like he had the weirdest looking dick ever. Dude, and he I got crushed that in that courtroom. Yeah, like his dick, it was like mangled, mangled and stuff, right? Which, like, it kind of looked like something out of like Total Recall, like that weird mm-hmm. head thing. That girl in Total Recall had Has four tits. tits. Yeah, she might have had triplets or whatever. Yeah, she know. had a lot of babies. Yeah, <laughs> her eggs were dropping though. Dude, everything's connecting. It's fucking the Matrix, man. But yeah, I was a I was a tiny kid, and I grew up with huge. But you know what? It got me used to being around huge guys, which I'm very grateful for. I'm like, still awkward a little about around big guys. I always assume that they are smarter than me, or they're like, I don't know. I put them on a. I never sound had bad. that. I put them on a pedestal. I should put my cell phone one. Yeah. But yeah, no. But like, I do. I, there's something about being around a bigger man. That I give them. I never had that until recently because of social media, I think. Mm. I never had that. And then, like, all of a sudden at like 35, I'm like, that guy's big. I never used to think about that. It's crazy. I'm just grateful I had that many years not thinking about it. But I know. I mean, maybe you didn't get made fun of enough. I got picked on a lot, but I was also kind of a bully too. I, it was like, same. I, I kind of looked at it. I thought, and maybe this is because I was small, but I kind of looked at it like, uh, I thought it was like prison. Like you either make someone your bitch or you're someone's bitch. I had a very like uh, intense outlook on like social scenes. Like I thought you really had to like be dominant. And, and so, that was until a week ago. Right? Yeah. Like essentially. Yeah. What? what? No, no, no. I chilled out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm conflicted. No, it's I interesting. Bit, because, but I did yeah. chill out when I was like 20. I kind of relaxed. Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, but you told me that like just a week ago, like you stopped partying at least maybe, or like you didn't have to be that guy. But so, oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like letting go of that. Yeah. But so in social circles, you felt like you had to. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I always I always like um. Pl- I never assumed that I should be the best. You know. And it's something in my mind that I was like, I, I don't have to. I I have friends that are like they all felt like they always had to win, even little social interactions. You know, like yeah. even if we're just playing Monopoly or some shit. Yeah, it's like I'm. The, you know, we're like I. I had that a little. I was really competitive to a point where it was not fun to be around. And then I think I got a little smarter where I was like, I'm competitive, but like I just like to compete. I'm okay with losing. It's just fun to do those things. And I've probably gotten more sensitive about it lately for whatever reason. In regards to? Being competitive. Yeah. Where like I'm like life competitive now, which I I don't like in myself. Dude, I fucking hate it. It's awful. It's comparing constantly. Yeah, I really don't like that part of myself. I I really like it. It really has affected me a lot over the last three or four years. So when you first start doing stand-up, you just do open mics. And you do have that a little bit, but you're so blinded where you... You have to be to to come up in New York City and open mics and not think like I didn't even think I should be on a bar show for like the first year. I didn't even ha- I had that kind of mentality. I would tell people I was like I wouldn't even say I was a comic. I'd say I'm trying to be a comedian. Yeah, I, and, I think, but I was just happy to be there too. I was just happy to be around weirdos who were you know uh, who didn't seem like they were putting on airs. I think that's what I like so much about it is that everyone just kind of was like so openly a piece of shit. Yeah, that was very refreshing for me. And then you get success, and then you start comparing yourself to other successful people. Yeah, and that are I, maybe just a, and then you assume that they're happier than you are because they're more successful. Totally, I'll be doing a weekend at a club, and I'll just look up somebody who's like selling out a theater or something like that. And uh, and it's funny because when I used to have friends who were opening for big comedians, they talk about how they thought like that. 
And I was like, dude, the guy is really missing the forest through the trees. Like, mm-hmm. how can he not be grateful? And then you don't realize you got the same thing in you and that it's going to pop up at some point. And then you talk to those people that are selling out theaters and you're like, oh, they're... They're like, oh, this guy sold out an arena. Honestly. Yeah. It never stops. Yeah. Even Dave Chappelle wants to kiss someone's ass. Yeah, who's? John Mayer, maybe. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. And then Mayer kind of wants to kiss... They got a nice yeah, reciprocal... Yeah, they have a nice... Yeah. Nice reciprocal butt-kissy thing going on. Mm. It never ends. Unless... I don't know. No, I don't think it ends. And I think we just have to lean into it and accept that there will be ups and downs and that that's just the way it is. I think you're afraid... Or not you, but I think people are, are afraid to... If you stop thinking like that, you'll stop being successful. I, dude, I think there's a... It's like a... And I'm going to use like probably too broad of words, but like, yeah, there's like peace and then there's like desire, right? But I don't think I'd have peace if I wasn't if I didn't have a certain amount of things and I can't have those things unless I have desire and then so I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the balance is and to me it's like about picking my spots like can I can I be desirous when I need to and can I and can when I feel that that's eating me up can I disconnect and get some peace and then when I'm when I'm risking not working hard enough can I snap back into the to the desire I think the hard part is the desire because of the internet is one click away from feeling like you're less than. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're at the theater or you're at the club and Mm -hmm. maybe you guys sold a good amount of tickets. Maybe you didn't sell out every show over the weekend, whatever. That's right. You're one click away of you're sitting in the green room. You're like, well, what's fucking Ralph Barbosa doing? Or what's, Mm -hmm. you know, what's crushing it. Yeah. He's crushing it. But like, but that's the thing is like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you couldn't search that unless you called the theater or you like saw or. I agree. I I think it's too much information. It's all making. Dude, I think like I was thinking about this today and this is totally wrong, but it's just the thought I had. Like, I think when people are like, oh, the Chinese are stealing our data on TikTok. I'm like, dude, I think if there is like a conspiracy behind TikTok and there's some aim, they're just like, these are vain people flood them with as much things that they can wrap into their own self-involvement yeah and we'll just have a complete nation distracted and that's like our like there was that documentary about like uh, that the obamas made on netflix about uh chinese uh factory workers trying to teach american factory workers how to operate like them and the chinese manager's talking to his here uh, hold that hold that sorry Tell me more about why the Chinese are bad. All right, no, 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 no like, I'm kidding. I'm it kidding. is about why Americans are bad, but like the uh, the Chinese manager is talking to his Chinese factory workers before they get sent over here. He's like, Americans are very self centered. They only want to talk about themselves, and like that is their whole world. And I think that's that's like what this whole thing has given us. It's just wrapped us up more in that stuff. And well, like, yeah, it, I mean, China doesn't allow TikTok there. They don't, or if they do, if they're on it, it's, it's called something else. Yeah, I and, think I and heard Schultz talking about this, right? That, like, it's, like, more highbrow over there? Yeah, it's instructional and, like, smart, and, like, they're learning, like, math or, or science on these things, and our kids are... Finding like, out, like, who's taller, who's selling out theaters, who's got a bigger dick, who's, yeah, yeah got the yeah, bigger house. Yeah, yeah. as an 11-year-old. And comparing. Yeah. And I can't even imagine, dude, how brutal it's got to be for 
the youngsters. Unless maybe do their brains get used to it so it's not as like, is it like uh, they're like a little bit acclimated to the, the drug a little bit more than us? Um, Whereas we came to this like, you know, post 30 and we're just like. I guess I'm trying to think what would be an example of what we were addicted to as kids. I guess video games. I guess Sega. Well, like a porn magazine or just Uh, porn on the internet. internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old enough where porn is whatever. Not. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, no, that's like the, apparently the whole thing is like dumbing us down and, but I don't know. I feel like it's just the TikTok's just a byproduct of everything of us. else. Yeah, of yeah. us. It just shows it. We did it, it to ourselves. Um, I think it all started with those silly dances that everyone did. It's crazy. You know? Or the it's Macarena, crazy. I think, was the first thing. That was what got us. Yeah. Did that come from China? Uh, through Spain. I think, I think the Macarena is, I think that's Chinese. <laughs> That's when they knew that you could, yeah. with just one silly they dance. They milly it. With We'd a all kill of ourselves just through a dance. Like that's yeah. how we all died. Yeah, 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 dude. That was a phenomenon. But yeah, that's. I mean, there's been fifty of those or thousands of those now. Um, I don't know. They want to take a whatever. I mean, everyone's already talked about, but like, they want to take ban TikTok. Because of the data thing, and then they blame it on xenophobia and shit like that, and it's it's really just I think market share, and they're just destroying Instagram and they're Facebook. Our butt. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I don't I don't I don't have like a strong feeling on it. Like I guess it seems, even though it's not an American thing, it seems anti-American to take it away. For sure, because it's like freedom of speech yeah that's the whole point of we if we take it away we become what we dude, are saying I don't, we I don't have values anymore dude i don't give a fuck but make i don't I, the only thing i get mad about is like i might i might get them again though what's can, what values. values yeah i could see them coming back maybe by the end of this pod yeah I, that'd be nice like what were your values i don't know i, I used to like believe in free speech yeah because those were the movies I grew up on, too. It was like but you also didn't hear as many Flint. dumb fucks. Well, and then people were like, well, free speech isn't hate speech. And then I started being like, well, that's a good point. And then, I, and then I'm like, well, but then what do I believe in? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even I that. Know. Yeah. I think I believe in... Uh, <sighs> I, I don't really have that many values. I do think, though, that there are certain things where it's like... Um, vulnerable not smart people should not hear that point of view because it can cause harm to you know minority groups and it's like well then if you quiet them then you got to quiet the other side and it's like well one side wants and isn't that shouldn't we don't we have to have faith that people can figure it out like i don't think they can though i don't think they can see i don't i don't know i don't know you know what to me i just I think it's probably good to be confused and not be sure about this stuff. It'd be weird, I think, if we were like 100% certain. When we've lived so long now, I know that seems arrogant. I'm only 35, but like, I've just seen shit flip back and forth so much, and so much crazy shit happen. I'm like, how can I be certain about anything? Okay. Oh shit, I wrote down. <laughs> Funny thing. Oh, you had dude. notes. Oh, by the way, dude, I fucking had. Uh, I asked Chad GBT to ask you questions. Oh, really? That could be kind of funny. Yeah, give me one of those. Oh, coffee, dude, <laughs> exercise. Is, 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 dude, if ChatGPT brings up Trump, though, bro. No, he won't. All right, so that's what I'll end with. It's a with. dude. Is it a guy, ChatGPT? 
I don't know. Oh, shit. Maybe it started, it started getting weird after I talked about your kids being naked, I think. No, that was fun. No, no, no I'm just fucking around. Dude, All right. Dude, the parts that you cut that aren't in this final one where you kept talking about kids being naked and I had to reroute us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. That didn't happen. <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is chaos. We're in crazy town, dude. Yeah, yeah. You and me I are, love crazy yeah, town, We've though. lost ourselves. We really have. Yeah. And it's like, it's we're, one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Fuck. Well, we were talking about how you have friends who ground you. And yeah. And you and me, we're the spinners. You know what I mean? We're the two kites. We need someone on Earth to keep us tethered. Yeah. Because or else we'll fly into Mars and start breaking down, you know, intergalactic racism and trade issues and surveillance. And, and yeah, not even in a smart way. Just like we... Feeling. It's just feeling. Yeah, a lot of feelings. A lot of feeling. We got feelings, man. Quick questions for... Okay, so that's, that's how I'll end it. And I'll figure out a way to like... Fuck. Just I think, I think just the the, the 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 Trump stuff, but it's up to you, dog. Yeah. But, but I'd rather not put out myself talking about that stuff because people are gonna think it's I suck. How's that body, dude? A little sweaty. All right. Um. All right. So here. Uh. Fuck. Uh. Quick questions. It fucking took it off. Um. This would be funny to do with gas, actually. Uh, God damn it. Uh, what questions? <laughs> dude, I do this to people when they come on my podcast. I'm sorry. I'm I've never been on the other side of it, dude. I'm not trying dude, to. Dude, where are the questions, dude? Not to be a hard ass, bro. Where are the questions, bro? You've been typing for like a while. It deleted. And I don't know if they the know. Question? Are you asking ChatGBT again? Uh, yeah. Because it fucking okay, all right. You got it. All right, that's all right. I'll end it good. All right, here we go. Fuck, I'm like in delirious world. Okay. I'm delirious too, dude. All right, good, good. All right. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm. <laughs> uh, fuck! I got the giggles, boy. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, the giggles are fun. It's been a while since I've had them. Really good. Um, shit. Makes me want to tickle you. <laughs> you don't even have to. Yeah, Maybe tickling would I'd stop. All right. So, I, you know, I I don't even know how I did interviewing you, but I thought um, I thought Chat GPT AI is going to take our jobs, and I was like, let's see what they fucking have. One hundred percent. So at first, I wrote questions for to ask JT Parr and they wrote like these fucking meaty like long questions and it was annoying yeah and they think you work with a guy named Kyle for some reason did you ever work with a guy I think they were calling Chad Kyle I don't know why Kyle Peterman kind of makes sense I don't know Kyle Peterman well AI thinks you do weird yeah maybe you will in the future (sighs) alright so then I go what are some quick questions to ask JT Parr all right, so we'll just run through these and we'll get out of here. This is what ChatGPT wants to know. Let's see if they could take my job. Let's go. What inspired you to become a comedian? Um, my parents encouraged me, which I know is rare. But Your I parents was, together? No, but uh, they were at the time. And was that uh, your real mom in the show? Yeah. She's fucking fantastic. My mom's awesome. Yeah, she's so funny. And uh, my dad's in the show, too. He's the one I tell I have a little dong. And, Good looking uh, man. Yeah, he's handsome. He's gotten more handsome, actually. It's crazy. Nice tan. And then, uh, yeah, the guy's a lot of 
He's in the sun a lot. He, uh, I, I was just, I was never good at sports. I didn't really do extracurriculars. And then uh, I was bombing out of junior colleges. And my dad was like, just go study movies. That's what you're into. And then uh, I went to a really shitty film school. And all the kids, they were like, yo, you should be in front of the camera. You, you got personality for it. And my parents were like, yeah, that's what you should be doing. So it was really my parents. That's sick. My dad was like, become a doctor, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but it's nice to hear your parents were supportive. Uh, who are some of your biggest comedic influences? Um, it's mostly... Uh, actors, it's uh, Charles Grodin. I was always a huge fan of, even though we're very different. I love him. What's he in? He's in like my favorite part he has is in Midnight Run. Okay. He's the uh, he's opposite De Niro on that. He's in Beethoven, um, but he's like really dry and deadpan and funny. And then I like Jeffrey Tambor a lot. Remember, I was talking about Larry Sanders before the show. Yeah, he's like my favorite comedic actor ever because I just think he like commits so hard. Fuck yeah, and then uh. Other than that, I always like directors a lot. So we're similar. Where my comedic aren't stand-ups. They're yeah, they're it's not really stand-ups. Like um, Larry David, who did do some stand-up, and then Kenny Powers. You know, yeah, it's more personality. Or not Kenny, for Danny me. McBride. Yeah. What's your favorite joke to tell on stage? You don't have to do that one. I mean, yeah, Chat tough. GPT's a dick. Um, yeah, how do you come up with new material for your sets? Don't know. I just I write sometimes. Sometimes it just comes to me. Sometimes I'm riffing. Sometimes I journal. Uh, sometimes it's just what I've been thinking about a lot. You so write every I day? Uh, I write. Like, do you put a point at, like, how Seinfeld, like, pick a time? Do you pick a time? To... No, I write every day, but I don't write stand-up every day. But I make sure I either I journal or I'm working on a script or I write a joke. or I, Like, even if I write a review of a movie I saw, I just try to put words together in a creative way. What's the funniest experience you've had while performing stand-up? Funniest experience I've had while performing. ChatGPT is pretty good, man. I was uh, I had a good one in Seattle where I fucked up my wording. Even the camera died. Yeah, we might be done, but well, we got these these ones. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't I don't want to be done. I I just yeah yeah. yeah. Was it was, uh, no? And what then it, what, I was in Seattle <laughs> and I, I fucked up my wording when I was you know it's probably I've been really stoned and on mushrooms on stage and gone down some weird rabbit holes and then. The moment where I, because I never, I've only done it once or twice, but where I, where I finally confess to the audience where they're like, what the hell is going on up there? And then I'm just like, guys, I, I'm stoned. And then they, they're they so forgiving. It's always a really beautiful moment. And you feel so scared to tell them. And then they're just like, uh, and the, you know, our audience is like pretty forgiving of that. Mm -hmm. Most of them are baked. So they're like, oh, good. Dude, like, why didn't you tell us that right away? Yeah. like dude, You would have uh, been better off. We understood. Yeah. I literally just had that moment on a show here in LA and I was fucking, I was I didn't feel like I was doing well. I was having full on pain. I don't smoke weed really. Mm -hmm. And I smoke and same shit happened. And I just addressed it, but I didn't address it till like the last two minutes. And then I started doing great. Yeah. Cause you feel like there's some party that's like, Oh, they're going to like not respect me if I say that, or they're going to, or they're going to be scared for me or something, but really they just want to hug you. It's nice. And then you're yeah. You, then you have that thought like, Oh, but I'm not giving them their money's worth. I'm just a fucking, I do worry about that. What advice would you give to aspiring comedians? Um, I would say if you haven't done it yet, don't worry about like writing out a five minute set. Because I'll talk to people out there like, I want to do stand-up. I'm like, well, go do it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm just trying to get my jokes right. And I'm like, y you know this. Like, you've never done it. Those aren't going to be your jokes in a week. Like, yeah. you're going to realize all of them suck. Maybe there'll be, like, one decent one that you'll, like, lean on a lot. But 
the important thing is just to go do it. And then uh, can you tell us about any upcoming shows or projects you have in the works? Um, yeah, I got the, um, the YouTube series will be out pretty soon. Me interviewing intellectuals. I don't, I don't even know. I haven't seen that yet, so I don't even know if it's like great or not, but I had fun doing it. And then, I mean, we're pitching a bunch of shit, but who the fuck knows? I can take five years before it comes out. So the, the thing we're pitching right now is me and Chad. It's a workplace comedy. It's us in the Coast Guard. Oh, and, fuck yeah. And it's it's been fun to pitch, and hopefully someone buys it, but I have no idea. Uh, how do you handle it when a joke doesn't land with the audience? Um, how do I handle it? If it's like an edgy joke and they pulled back, I'll say sorry, or I'll <laughs> wonder why they pulled back and maybe ask them. If, uh, if it's me just trying my best and it's just a fun-loving joke and it bombs, I'm just a little embarrassed, I guess. What's one thing you wish more people knew about the world of stand-up comedy? I wish they knew less. Yeah. I feel like this was like Lex Friedman. Yeah. It felt weird asking these questions. Like, I, I, well, because you're a comedian, so yeah. I'm like, why well, he knows all the answers to all yeah, this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but it's like, yeah, maybe I should have told ChatGPT that I was a comedian. And they'd be like, who? I'd be like, dude, the guy that fucking... Dude, they're a big fan. Yeah, dude, I was in like three episodes on a reality show for really? a while. Really? Yeah. Oh, which one? You were Nikki's. on the F-Boy Island? Oh, no. I wrote and produced for F-Boy That's Island. That's amazing. That was fun. That show's a hit. Well, yeah, kind of. Got kicked off HBO. It, but everything got kicked off HBO. That's true. Isn't it's it? gone. It's found another home. But I, yeah. That, that wasn't your guys' fault. That, no. HBO, they didn't. They made a $90 million movie and they scrapped it. It's like, it's insane. It's crazy town. <laughs> By the way, I love HBO. I pitched to them. Please buy the show. HBO, hey, hey whatever you want to do. Dude. <laughs> this was a lot of fun yeah it was thank fun, you man. so much uh yeah. and uh yeah we gotta go see that movie dude let's go see airman i'm down dude uh check out jt par what's your instagram uh jt par 14 and then going deep with chad and jt.com or going deep with chad and jt and then also follow my uh, my buddy chad goes deep that uh, chad goes deep fuck yeah